It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. The Reds have won three games in a row, and they just took a series from probably the odds-on favorite to win the World Series as the Reds take two out of three from the Houston Astros. Welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. Today's Wednesday following yet another win by our Cincinnati Reds, and we're coming up on a day game in which the Reds are in position to sweep the Houston Astros. Yeah, I just said that. You can check your ears, maybe get like a Q-tip or something, I don't know. But I really did just say that because it's really happening. The Reds have a chance to sweep the Houston Astros. And now that I've said that twice, they probably won't. But whatever, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on all your many podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter. Head over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content. And give us a call at 513-549-0159. Because, man, we are excited. I know it's just a three-game win streak. And I know there's still a lot that's got to happen for this team to get back to where we want them to be. Where we hope they can be. But they just beat. Justin Verlander, a man that I thought, I mean, you saw what the Reds did a couple of weeks ago against Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer shut them down. It was a clinic on how to pitch in the major leagues. Max Scherzer was amazing. Justin Verlander, the Reds hit just enough. They didn't hit him all over the place, but they got three home runs off of him and scored plenty. They got four. That's all they needed because they only gave up three. Another win for the Reds now. And we're starting to wonder. We're starting to talk. Maybe this is turning into something. And again, 
I'm not going to go there because we've gone there all year. We've said, this is it. This is where it starts. This is how the Reds get going. I'm stopping short. Not going to say it just yet. But man, Tuesday night was awesome. The first inning, Disco kind of labored through the top of the first inning, but he got out of it just okay. And then up comes Jesse Winker and bam, just like that, one nothing. Joey Votto doubles. Man, we're feeling good. Suarez strikes out. Okay, yeah, you know, maybe maybe coming down a little bit. And then Derek Dietrich with his first home run since his three-homer game. And my goodness, things are feeling great. And DiScalfani pitched a pretty decent game. You know, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. Runners were on base just about every inning of the game that he pitched. But he was able to pitch around them, and he was able to keep the runs off of the board from the Astros. Only one run scored against them. And then Amir Garrett gave up a two-run home run to Alex Bregman there in the eighth, which made it interesting, made it a one-run ball game. But hey, the Reds were able to win. And it was interesting because just like just like Monday night, there were one out... There was one out there in the eighth with a runner on base, and they decided to bring in Rysel Iglesias with five outs left in the ballgame, and the Reds up by one. Deja vu all over again. Was he going to get all five outs? Well, see, there was a scenario baked in there where Rysel Iglesias' spot in the batting order was going to come up third in the bottom of the eighth inning, so he was never going to finish the game which then brought Michael Lorenzen in for an entire ninth inning instead of just two outs. And Lorenzen pitched beautifully and got his fourth save of the season. And it's funny because they were making a big deal about it on the television broadcast on Fox Sports Ohio. Is Lorenzen the closer now? I don't care about that. I care about who's coming in, who's getting people out, and are the Reds winning as a whole? If you're going to attribute a save to someone, then whatever. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Who's the best reliever in this bullpen right now? That's what I'm worried about. Okay, I'm not even worried about that. But that's what I think about when it comes to this bullpen. I'm not thinking about who's the closer, who's the setup man. That stuff's past. That stuff's old. Stuff's old news. I'm not caring about that anymore. I care about whether the Reds get a win, and they've done that three times in a row now. Let's see if they can keep this streak building. We're going to talk about that whole best reliever in the bullpen here in just a moment. I want to table that for just a second, but I want to highlight Joey Votto because they talked about him on Reds Live postgame. They said that since May 14th, he's batting 324. He's got seven doubles and three homers, which the power numbers, you know, whatever. We've discussed this. It's not going to be like it used to be. But he hit two doubles tonight. He was two for four, two doubles tonight off of Justin Verlander. And he just seems to be the kind of hitter that steps up to the challenge whenever he's facing a tough pitcher like Verlander. And it was a treat to watch those at-bats. It was a treat to watch Verlander work. I'll be honest with you, I really wanted to watch this game just to see him pitch because he's an awesome pitcher. He's going to go down as one of the better pitchers to have pitched in Major League Baseball history. 
I'm not saying he's one of the greatest of all time by any stretch of the imagination, but he's he's been a really good pitcher, and he's probably top five in the game right now. So it's a special night to see a guy like that pitch against the Reds, and it's even more special when the lineup does what it did tonight. Real quick, though, I want to get to thinkinghotels.com, our sponsor for today's episode. Check out hotels.com. They've got great rates. And you can get rewarded for your stay. Stop hate-liking your friends' vacations. Hate-liking is whenever you see your buddy take a picture and post it on Instagram, and you're like, it, that's a good-looking picture, but I'm stuck here in my office cubicle. Go to Hotels.com, rectify that, get yourself on vacation for a good rate. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast here on this Wednesday. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. My name is Jeff Carr. The Reds have had a very nice three straight wins. And because of the Pirates being off on Monday and then the Pirates losing on Tuesday, the Reds now have a little bit of separation in fourth place. They're a game and a half above the Pirates now, and they're starting to look up. They're starting to trend up. Now with three wins in a row, that ties their longest winning streak of the season, which that in itself is kind of a bummer to say because at this point in the season, if you fancy yourself a good team, you probably have a few more win streaks that are bigger than three. Maybe they're working on that right now. It's going to depend a lot on how they perform against Garrett Cole today in the season or the series finale a businessman special here at about you know if you're listening depending on when you're listening to this it could be right now at 12 35 p.m is the start time and the interesting thing is the reds against garrett cole garrett cole has not fared well against the cincinnati reds in his career in 67 innings pitched cole has allowed 68 hits and 37 earned runs. He even has 25 walks. Now, he has compiled 73 strikeouts against the Reds, but the Reds have hit eight home runs off of Garrett Cole in his career, and he's got a 4.97 ERA for that time span against the Reds, and it's, you know, it's 12 total starts against Cincinnati. So it'll be interesting to see how they can build on that because for pitchers that have fared well against the Reds, for some reason, this lineup that has been all topsy-turvy has actually played pretty well this season against those types of guys. And then as far as pitchers who have struggled against the Reds in their career, Jason Vargas, the Reds have struggled against them in 2019. So I don't know what's going to happen. Garrett Cole himself is a very talented pitcher. And those statistics aren't necessarily indicative of what's going to happen. They just talk about what has happened. It's just interesting matchup statistics. But it's interesting to note that a guy like Garrett Cole has an ERA just a shade under 5 
in 12 starts against the Reds. And it'll, I, I, I mean, I hope we continue to see more of that because that, that means it's going to be a sweep tomorrow or nope, today at Great American Ballpark. So bring your brooms to the ballpark if you're coming. It's a day game, so I know some of you may be at the office listening to this game. But it's going to be an interesting one because if they sweep the Astros, boy, we're really going to start talking. We're really going to start looking at where the Reds currently sit in the standings and think, hmm, could they make a jump? Because right now, just getting a little ahead of ourselves right now, the Reds are three and a half games behind the Cardinals for third place. The Cardinals currently sit at 37 and 35, two games over 500. The Reds are five games under. And you can maybe start to talk yourself into that. You know, they're six and a half out of the division, so that's still a bit. They're five and a half out of the wild card. The second wildcard spot, which is currently held by the Chicago Cubs, and the Phillies are the first wildcard team. They're only a half game up on Chicago. Philly is 39 and 32. Chicago's 39 and 33. So the Reds, if they can get this lineup rolling, which I feel like's not far off because you're starting to see Joey come around. Yasiel Puig, while he hasn't really exploded, has gotten the spark going. He's he's starting to figure things out. And man, if he catches White Hot here soon, this lineup could really start going. Because you got Nick Senzel up at the top of the lineup raking. Now today, they actually bat him fifth, and they had Jesse Winker lead off, which I thought was an interesting choice. Not not so much as to be like, ooh, really? That's a weird choice. Not 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 like that at all. But Winker ended up hitting a leadoff home run, so who really cares what I think as to why Jesse Winker was leading off? And who knows, he may even lead off in today's game because Garrett Cole is a right-hander. But the top of the lineup has really started to gel now that Joey Votto is, you know, starting to roll into Joey Votto form, at least as far as the batting average is concerned. But if you can get them going, you get Puig rolling, the rest of the lineup's just going to fall into place. I mean, Dietrich got off of his slump of not hitting home runs. I mean, he's not been in so much of a slump that he's fallen behind completely, but he hadn't hit a home run since his three-home run game. He got off that schneid today. And with Kyle Farmer flashing his power, and you've got Jose Peraza starting to hit the ball a little bit, you can kind of see this lineup starting to emerge. I know we've been saying that since the beginning of the season, but I think it's really happening this time. And if that is true, this whole team could just catch fire. Get ready for it, because they've got the talent to go on a kind of streak where they win 7 out of 10 or something like that. And if they do that, this team is right back in the thick of things. Just got to say that. And it was intriguing to see Jesse Winker have a successful night tonight because you're starting to wonder if he is becoming a platoon player. And I'll hit on this real quick before we close out the podcast. But it's something that I've thought about with Jesse Winker here lately is that there 
trepidation with starting him against left-handed pitchers. And if the other team, if, if you know, they had a right-handed starter and then Jesse Winker comes up in the sixth of the seventh inning and the other team decides to bring in a left-handed reliever, then they quickly pinch hit for Jesse Winker with a right-handed bat. It's just happened almost like clockwork. So do they see him as just a platoon hitter moving forward? And if so, everyone's on the Phil Irvin train. Everyone's like, all right, he's got to be the other, the other half of that platoon. He's an athletic dude, talented. He's right-handed. He'll fit the bill perfectly in that platoon scenario. But there's something that I noticed with Phil Irvin. And that is he compares pretty closely to one Chris Heisey. You remember Chris Heisey. He was the guy that was always the pinch hit king who we always thought, boy, if he just got regular playing time, what would happen? And then whenever someone went down with an injury and Heisey had to step in and he got regular playing time for a specific amount of time, he never did anything with it. The best year of Chris Heisey's career, he bat 254. Now, you, you don't hate that in this day and age where batting averages have come down across the board, but you're not loving that idea that you're like, okay, we're handing the reins to Chris Heisey every time we got a left-hander up. So he's going to go one for four or thereabouts, something like that. Maybe he's got a good day and gets a, you know, two hits or something like that. Do we love that idea? Is that what Jesse Winker is? Is that he is a platoon guy that we now have to find a right-handed substitute to pair with him? Because if that's the case, this dude used to be the top prospect in the organization not that long ago. Before Nick Senzel was around, Jesse Winker was the guy. And if the top prospect in the organization at one point is now just a platoon guy, I think, I, I think the Reds really need to figure out what they've got with Jesse Winker against left-handed pitching. Because moving forward, if we're looking at Jesse Winker as a linchpin of this franchise moving forward, it can't be because he's a platoon guy. You don't hear a lot of teams that have that amazing guy that, well, they can't bat him against certain types of pitchers. No, your main stars of your team, they play, period. You don't bring them out because of matchups. They are matchup killers. Jesse Winker, once upon a time, was thought of with his on-base percentage as a matchup kind of killer. But this year it hasn't been there. He, his on-base percentage has been down. His strikeout percentage is up. So what do we have with Jesse Winker? That's something that's worth looking at the rest of the year. And just a thought that I had, something I wanted to close out this podcast with. But that's going to be it for the Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. On tomorrow's podcast, I am hoping, I'm praying, I'm wishing that we're going to be recapping a Reds sweep. But I'm telling you what, even if the Reds lose on Wednesday, it's still going to be a successful series because, well, they won two out of three. Hopefully we're talking about a sweep, though. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Check us out on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Hit us up on LockedOnReds.com for even more content. And then give us a call, 
513-549-0159. I do have a couple of calls in the Lockdown Reds line answering the question of the week, and that is what do you think of David Bell so far in his first year as Reds manager? I want to hear from you about that. Give me a call, 513-549-0159. For the Lockdown Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.